Hello, everybody. It's me, Trevor, from Trevents Wedding and Event Planning, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions. I'm here today with Erica and Jeff. Hey, guys. Hi, Trevor. Hey. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> We're doing well. How are you? Great. Thank you. I want to talk to you two about your awesome wedding that we did a couple of years ago. Can you believe it's been a couple of years? Yeah, almost two years. Isn't that weird? unbelievable where does the time go it went into making a baby for and us. you have a baby so just in case everybody who's listening hears baby in the background it's actually a baby it's not just jeff making weird noises <laughs> so guys before we talk about your wedding tell me about you tell me your love story where'd you meet so we met uh it was erica's summer before her second year of law school and she went to law school in new brunswick so we actually only started dating a couple of weeks before she went back we were long distance pretty much right away. So you were here in Toronto? I was here in Toronto. I, I was finished law school. I had actually gone to the same school as she she did, but we'd never overlapped. Huh. And uh, a lot of people thought it was a bad idea to be going long distance with someone that you didn't know that well. But Oh, I, think, I thought you were going to say it's a bad idea to date another lawyer. Well, that too, but <laughs> she wasn't a lawyer yet. <laughs> so long distance was bad in other people's minds. Why? Well, everyone thinks it's bad no matter what, but because we had just started dating, we didn't know each other that well. But I think we also both kind of knew that things were going really well and it could be something real. So that's nice. So how often did you get to see each other then? Um, Pretty much every three weeks, either Jeff would come to visit me. He came to visit me quite a bit uh, or I would go home for the weekend. So we managed to see each other fairly often and... Long distance is hard, but I think if you have an end date on it, it makes it a lot easier. And so for us, we knew like as soon as I was done law school, I'd definitely be back in Toronto. So it made it easier to have a countdown. So how many years were you away while you were dating? So I was away for three years total. And then Jeff and I were together for two of those years. Okay. So that's not so bad. No, it wasn't so bad. And it was nice too, I think for Jeff, because at least when he came to visit, he was coming somewhere familiar. And so it was a bit weird for him, I think, graduating law school and thinking he had left that all behind and then coming back and coming with me to law school semi-formals and to <laughs> law school talent shows and all of these traditions that he thought were in his past were not. What do lawyers do at talent shows? Lawyers do things other than the law, believe it or not. They're regular people with regular talents. Were you part of the talent no, show? No, no. I was a lurker. I was <laughs> solely an audience member. But, you know, a lot of music, uh, some stand-up comedy, some sketch comedy. Oh. Not the best sketch and stand-up comedy, but some great musicians. Okay. And so when did you end up proposing then? Did you wait till she was done school? Uh, you were done school, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly it was very memorable for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Uh-oh. I was done school, but not for not very not for very long. Right, it was a couple of months after you were done school. So yes. I had asked your parents if I could do it at your graduation, which they were cool with. And then uh, about a month later, we were at a friend's cottage of mine, and I had, had I had the ring made, and I was just sort of burning a hole in my pocket. You know, I had wanted to make some grandiose plans. We had plans to go to Greece that summer, but I couldn't wait that long. And I knew that she would probably find it if I tried to wait that long. So, Are you uh, sneaky? Would you have looked for it? I wouldn't have gone looking for it. But at the time, we were living in a very small condo <laughs> with very limited storage space. So there would not have been many places for him to hide it that I wouldn't have just stumbled across it. Okay. I was very surprised when he proposed because I hadn't stumbled across it. I was certain that he had not purchased a ring yet. Did you know that 
he was gonna ask did you talk about marriage before yeah we yeah. talked a lot about it and we had talked a bit about rings and the style that i liked so he would you know he he wanted to be sure that he was going to get something that i'd enjoy wearing so i i knew that it was forthcoming i assumed he would do it on our vacation to greece um so it really caught me off guard when he did it so wait was this before greece or after before greece? before greece yeah have you noticed that she's not wearing the ring anymore i i actually looked why aren't you wearing the ring? I just have some like weird postpartum joint swelling in my fingers. Okay. And so it just doesn't fit over my joints anymore. So I'm hoping that that goes down and I don't have to have them resized. But I do miss wearing them. I bet. It was a beautiful ring. Yeah. yeah. So what were you nervous when you asked? I was super nervous. Yeah. I mean, I knew she was going to say yes. I felt pretty sure. But there's always that tiny bit of doubt. I always wonder. So when, when the groom is going to ask the bride's parents for permission do you think they ever say no like there's a good indication that that she's gonna say no it has to happen sometimes it has to right i mean there's a lot of people out there who are like not very self-aware so (laughs) but also just to be clear like we're a modern day couple it wasn't so much asking permission because my parents don't own me but it was more so (laughs) asking for their (laughs) blessing that whole that whole part of weddings is so strange to me. We, yeah. Like giving the bride to the groom or asking permission to take their daughter away is weird. It is weird, and the kind of I I I'm not really into some of those more like paternalistic patriarchal traditions. So I mean, we didn't do like a father daughter dance at our wedding. No, you I didn't. had both my parents walk me down the aisle because I don't believe in the whole father giving his daughter to the husband thing that's just a bit outmoded in my mind okay are you a feminist oh yes proudly that's why we had everybody burn their bras in the middle of the ceremony obviously that was really cool yeah (laughs) so back to the proposal from your point of view you so you were sweating you were nervous i mean it wasn't that bad were you just like like constantly dripping i thought i could get away with not writing something down i thought in my mind like I love her so much. I will just come up with the most beautiful thing on the spot. It'll be from the heart because it's not prepared. Oh, no. And then, no, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she said yes, so I guess it wasn't terrible, but... No, he did a great job. He said really beautiful things. Totally caught me off guard to the point. So, like, he started saying these really romantic things to me, and I looked over, and there was, like, a bulge in his pocket, and I was like, <laughs> what Whoa, is that? I was just taking a sip of my drink, and I almost <laughs> choked. There was a bulge where? In his pocket. What was it? Well, at first I was like, he's not proposing, is he? No, no way, he's not. And then he got down on one knee and pulled the box out of his bo- out of his pocket. That's what the bulge was. That's what the bulge was. Got it. And even then, I still didn't think he was proposing. I was like, oh, these are earrings. He's punking me. He's like pretending <laughs> that he's going to propose and he's going to give me a pair of earrings. Even, even, <laughs> Can you imagine? Even when he opened the box and there was a ring in it, I was like, is this really happening? Is this for real? It, it was so surreal. It felt like a dream. Was it the right size? It yes. was. The I mean, ring. It's not, it's not now, but it was at the time. Right. Now it's not. It still fits on the ring part of my... It's just my joint that it can't get over. Uh, just don't paint me as like a heifer who can't wear her rings. You're definitely not a heifer. And guys, stop fighting. <laughs> We're here to talk about your love. <laughs> so you obviously said yes. Yes. And were there a lot of other people there at the cottage? Oh, yeah. There were like 18 or 20 people there. They weren't Did they know it. that it was going to happen? Some of them knew. Um, so I'd taken Erica aside to the bench down by the water. It was a friend's cottage. Um, 
it was nice to have people there to celebrate with afterwards. I'm glad that they weren't watching us do it because that would have been incredibly weird. Yes, that would be weird. It's always weird to have an audience when when something like this is happening. And I always wonder why people would want to do it at like Christmas dinner or... A ball game? A ball game. <laughs> but people do it mm-hmm. and they love it. Yeah. And uh, to, to each, each their, their own. own. <laughs> oh, Erica. <laughs> so now you're planning a wedding. What was that like? Fun. For the most part. I just said yes, dear, a lot. Oh, smart. Hey. Let's not pretend. Like, we were both, I think, very equally involved in the wedding planning. Would you know We I mean? absolutely were. Yeah. For I think a- Erica yes, had more of a, a yes, vision dear, for we it were. than I did, <laughs> but it was nice to be able to do that together. Yeah. He was very involved, and we made a lot of decisions together. I think I had a bit more stronger opinions about some of the things that I wanted to happen, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone at this table. <laughs> <laughs> What was your what was your biggest challenge when you were planning your wedding? Hmm. You had a really you had a very specific vision mm-hmm. that you executed flawlessly. Thank you. Your venue, the Burrows, which was a perfect backdrop for the vision that you had. Where did the how did you find the Burrows? So we were just um, browsing online for Toronto venues. We knew we wanted to get married somewhere in the city. We were on very short notice because Jeff proposed. I wrote my bar exam, I think, three days later. So I had n- wow. we had no time to start the planning until I wrote my bar exam. And then we were heading off to Greece a few days after that. Oh, my God. And we knew like we wanted to get married the following summer. Saturdays get booked up so quickly in the summer. We were like, we got to book something before we get on that flight to Greece. So we were just like making a lot of last minute plans. We looked at a number of venues. First, we looked at Malaparte, which I thought was going to be where we'd get married. It's a beautiful venue. We toured it. I was like, I can see it. I'm not going to like anything else as much as this. Like, I don't even think we should bother going to the boroughs. And then we stepped in the boroughs and we were like, oh, no, this is this is it. This is it. Yeah, it just has so much character and like old world charm. And you can just see, I could just see all of our decorations in there and see them bringing the space alive so much more. And did you already have your dress before you booked the venue? No. No, okay. Because your dress also was very similar to the vibe that you were going for. Mm -hmm. How was that process for you? Dress shopping? Yeah. It was quick and painless, surprisingly. We did one day. We went to two shops. I tried on a number of dresses. I narrowed it down to a few, and then ultimately I picked that one. Um, I had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted. Yeah, will you explain that vision? Because your your dress was phenomenal. Thank you. I wanted something that was kind, that looked a little bit like vintage old world with like a lot of like intricate beading. I wanted something that was like a little bit different, and I really liked the idea of doing something with like a nude underlay with like lace and beading over top. Gorgeous. Um, And so I had narrowed it down to a few dresses, and... There's some other really nice ones, but I didn't feel like they went with the venue quite as much. And this one, I really felt like it just matched with the theme. It totally did. And speaking of your dress, one of my favorite stories to tell about any wedding that I've worked was a moment that you and I shared before you walked down the aisle. So you had a lot of beating on your dress and we had sent everybody down the aisle. It was now your turn to go, but one of the beads was stuck to a part of the fabric that wouldn't let your train look as beautiful as it should have. So I dropped down on my hands and knees and was trying to carefully remove the beading from the fabric so that your train could lay out properly. Mm -hmm. And you were getting a little eager. So you turned to me. Tear it. You just tear it. (laughs) Get it off. 
So I ripped the shit out of that beading, which didn't affect the rest of the dress. It was no. just a one bead and sent you on your way down the aisle. And it was just, it was such a funny moment because I know that I know you and you're kind of a control freak and <laughs> what? Yeah. Who, what you, and you just knew that it was time to go. It was you, time to go. You had to go. I don't like to be late, especially to my own wedding. So, but my favorite part about all of this was that when you did walk down the aisle and you were about a few steps away from me, you turned to me and you gave me a wink. Like, I'm not mad at you. Like this was, this is all me. Yeah, <laughs> and I just fixed it. That was amazing. I loved that. It was a good moment. It was a fun moment. And I love telling that story. <laughs> But also, speaking about what you were wearing, you, mister, had a really nice suit. Did you have a vision of what you were going to wear? I didn't want to have tuxedos. I didn't like the idea of um, a lot of money spent renting tuxedos for one day that you would never use again. I kind of needed a new suit anyway, if I'm being honest. Good excuse. Um, I had my my wedding party planned out. I really wanted to make sure it was okay with them because I knew it was kind of a big ask. Um, And they were all fine with it. And so we went to Surmasur, which is a shop that makes bespoke suits. Yeah, Surmasur is the best. I'm so glad that you went there. It's not just the fact that the suits were really high quality, and I still wear my suit on a weekly basis, but the event itself to get fitted. Um, we had the whole wedding party in. My my father-in-law, our father-in-law-to-be at the time, came, and we had drinks, and we made a whole night of it. And it was just a really special event for us to get a start on the path of of planning the wedding. And you looked good. Yeah, you looked good. Right. I remember you even saying, like, when you put that suit on, you just felt right. Like, you felt good in it. Well, when you're used to wearing off-the-rack suits that kind of hang off you, I mean, it's kind of life-changing. It is. can't it, go back. It's, it's, it, there's a certain level of confidence that it, it really... You exude confidence when you're wearing a suit that just makes you look so good. What made you want to hire a wedding planner to help you at your wedding? We wanted everything to go off perfectly and, well, I shouldn't say perfectly, as close to perfect as possible, smoothly. And I knew that on the day of, I was not going to want to have to deal with any of that stuff. And I didn't want to have to deal with like the nitty gritty and the logistics. I wanted to be sort of the, the foreman or the visionary and come up with, pick all my vendors and decide how I wanted things to be and then let somebody else execute it. Um, it just felt like a no-brainer to us. Like the easiest money that we could spend is hiring someone to help take care of all those details so that we can just enjoy the day and not be stressed out about it. That's great. I wish everybody thought the way you think. <laughs> so you and I met at the bridal show, we did. right? Yeah. We did. And then we all met and were you were you at the bridal show too? I was at the bridal yeah, show. Yeah, sorry, oh, yeah. sorry. It was so, one of the few grooms at so the bridal show. So rare when the when the groom is at the bridal show, but that's right. You did. You were there, and then we met again for coffee just to talk about logistics and whether we're actually going to work together. And then mm-hmm. it was fun working with you guys. It was. Yeah, it you was guys great were awesome. Fun. Yeah, you picked really good vendors. Yeah. You had a great team around you. You also picked music for your ceremony that. Again, I still talk about it to this day because you had some of my most favorite songs from a processional. So you chose songs like La Vie en Rose mm-hmm. by Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And you also had uh, Over the Rainbow, mm-hmm. but you had the... It was the ukulele version. Yeah. I don't know who sings it, but... Some guy named Israel something. Right. I, so I picked that one, the Over the Rainbow. I, I've always loved that song and The Wizard of Oz, one of my favorite movies. And... That's, is it yeah it's oh, a great cool. movie yeah, great I love classic that movie. totally 
Um, but that song is like such a light and like upbeat, like happy version of it. Um, and then Jeff picked the other song. I think we were listening to a lot of like Louis Armstrong, like throughout our relationship. Like it sort of reminded us of each other when we were apart. We would play it. Or was it from How I Met Your Mother? So there is a scene. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother? I've never seen that. Spoiler. So there's a scene. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. Get to the eighth <laughs> season. And um, the mother, who we finally meet, was playing that song on her balcony in a hotel. And Ted, who is like the main character, he overhears it and he sort of falls in love with her before he meets her. And that version of it? No. So it was her. It was a different version. But it's a beautiful song. And like it got us thinking like, oh, yeah, that's such a beautiful song. And then... Louis Armstrong does a version and we really like some of his other music and we listened to it a lot that reminded us of each other. So we thought that would be a great song to walk down the aisle to. And then the song that we danced our first dance to was, um, do you remember what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) She's like staring him down right now. Thank you very much. We were listening to it yesterday. Were you dancing? No, maybe dancing with Vivian, the baby. Who's being very good tonight. Yeah, She's a great baby. She is. So let's go back to La Vian Rose for a sec because there's so many different versions of that song. Even Madonna has done a version of that song. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised that you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you picked the version that just went so well with the theme and the, the vision of your wedding. But it also, it has like a, a good two minute intro that is so perfect for a processional because it just... It, it, it's such a beautiful instrumental track that and and so easy to walk down the aisle to. I, I just love that you picked that song. And, and and that was the first time I've ever heard that version of it before. It was beautiful. It's, it's a good on you. It had that sort of like vintage feel and it's like, I think it invoke, evokes a lot of emotion, that song. And yeah. I also, while we're talking about the ceremony, I want to talk about why you chose to have your friend be the officiant as opposed to having someone else do it. So that's something that I've known I've wanted for forever, long before I met Jeff, long before I had a vision for what my wedding would look like. I knew I don't want a stranger officiating my wedding. It's like one of the most intimate and special moments of your life. Why leave that up to a stranger? I knew I wanted to be someone who knew us as a couple. Um, and, Ted just seemed like the perfect fit. He knew both of us. He had been there since the beginning of our relationship. I saw him the day after my first date with Jeff and was like, wow, I met this really great guy. Oh, that's so cool. And he's a great public speaker. Like he's just, and he's charismatic. And I knew that he would do us justice. He was amazing. Good energy, really funny. He was like the perfect person you want to have for this this reason for this purpose for your yeah. ceremony you should do it for a living yeah we should talk to him about yeah. that why doesn't he he should he can make a lot of money doing yeah. that but he's a big fancy lawyer and y- yeah i'm sure he's doing okay he's okay <laughs> yeah um so you knew that it was going to be ted you knew that you were going to have someone do it but you knew it was going to be ted P- pretty much that was one of the first decisions that we made was we don't want to hire a stranger to do it who do we know that would be great? And it was just, obviously it would be Ted. And luckily he agreed. Yeah. And did a great job with it. Yeah. Although Trevor, I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh-oh. So we had a coworker of mine marry us just because Ted wasn't an ordained minister. And um, it was really easy to do. So we got married outside of uh, my office at the time. And we literally just read the marriage act to each other. It was a beautiful, joyful moment. 
two lawyers getting married, reading <laughs> the words of the marriage act to each other. Isn't That's that a, so typical? Hilarious. Why, how many days before the wedding did you actually sign the paperwork and read the marriage act? Three? I think it was three. We yeah. actually three struggle to remember what our legal wedding date is because we... Does it matter though? Only for legal purposes. Like if you're telling the Canada Revenue Agency what date you got married, you need to tell them the right date. I think it was three days ahead of time. But we use our wedding day as our actual date of marriage. That's when you celebrate your Best anniversary. That's when we celebrate our anniversary. Yeah. What, why three days before? Why not the day of or the day before? Uh, that was just convenient. We You need witnesses and our friends were available. One of Jess' friends was in town and we were all free that day and we thought, let's just do it and go out for dinner and celebrate. And it was just convenient. Oh, cool. A what marriage was, of convenience. Isn't, isn't that nice? What was your favorite part about the wedding, Jeff? My favorite part? I think um, watching Erica walk down the aisle. I mean, I was none the wiser about the tearing the dress and anything like that. You didn't like know that. that was happening? No. Okay. I was just just having a moment watching her walk down the aisle. It felt like slow motion. And well, she was walking really slow. I just had this huge grin plastered to my face, and I think I'll always treasure that memory. Okay, that's a, that's a good memory. What was your favorite part, Erica? I think actually like get being up there and saying our vows to each other and the getting married part was my favorite i was nervous about it which is weird i'm like selectively nervous about people looking at me i'm fine if i'm giving a speech doesn't make me nervous but if i'm just standing and people are looking at me it makes me incredibly nervous so i was very nervous to walk down the aisle but once we got up there and jeff was there oh, maybe that's why you yelled at me <laughs> it was your nerves <laughs> Anyway, once we got up there and just, I think just like saying words to each other, I loved that we wrote our own vows and read our own vows to each other. I think probably that, I think exchanging the vows was my favorite. And then walking down the aisle after we got illegally married <laughs> was a great moment. Why? Because you know, it, it was like, we did it. It was so, it was so romantic and lovely. And then it was like, let's get the party started. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Your wedding was so good and so fun and really easy to execute. But there was a couple of things that happened that uh, we were a little surprised about. Um, do you remember what happened with the the garland that was hanging above you on the wedding day? I only know about this after the fact because you took care of it. Yeah. So, we, so you had a vision of having greenery and flowers hanging on top, hang, hanging over you almost like a cloud where you were getting married during the ceremony. And we were later going to repurpose that and put it on the head table and it was beautiful. But when we got to the venue that day and our designer was putting it, trying to hang it up, we were told by the venue staff that we were not allowed to hang it where we wanted to hang it. And I didn't understand because there was like it was pipes. It was, it's like a big loft pretty much. So there was plenty of places where we could hang it and it wasn't even I don't even think it was like three or four pounds not even three or four pounds mm -hmm. it was a very light structure and so I asked them why we couldn't hang it and they said because it could potentially cause the roof to fall down and I, I, I I'm laughing because I looked at these people and I was just like are you for real like this this greenery these leaves and flowers are not going to cause the building to collapse like trust the architect that designed this building <laughs> seriously that's your problem <laughs> if you didn't tell us that at the time though because that would have been kind of scary seriously so the venue said we couldn't do it and I knew damn well that there was not going to be a problem. It was going to be hung for maybe an hour. The roof wasn't going to collapse. Everybody was going to survive this. So I turned to our designer and I just said, just do it. 
I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll deal with them. I, and, and we did it and it looked beautiful and everything worked out. The building is still to this day intact. Like everything's okay. Shockingly, the roof did not cave in. <laughs> but I just, and, and just so everybody knows if it actually was going to be a structural problem and we could potentially cause the, the whole building to collapse, I would never have gone ahead with it. But I knew I've worked enough weddings to know that this wasn't going to be the, the demise of this building. You also don't need an engineering degree to know that a <laughs> three pound leaf is not going to tear down the building when there's a rooftop patio <laughs> that 150 people are standing on right above us. Above us. <laughs> That's right. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. <laughs> so that worked out. Another thing that I remember happening was um, d- just after dinner or right before dinner, one of the bartenders let me know that we were running low on gin at the bar, because this was one of the venues where you can bring in your own alcohol, and I guess we didn't account for, for the amount of people that were going to be drinking gin at your wedding. Yeah. We had some thirsty friends. Clearly. Thirsty for gin. So I um, I, I think it was Jeff that I went to, and I whispered to him, I just, can I grab your credit card? I got to go buy some gin, and you were more than willing to give it to me, and there was uh, LCBO literally like four doors down from this venue, which was so perfect, and it was right before it was closing, so I just, I sauntered on down past the venue on Queen Street, grabbed some gin, and, and nobody even knew. People were still able to order their gin and tonics? What's the, what's a gin drink? Guess, Who drinks yeah. gin, and, gin? Gin and tonic. Yeah. yeah. What a strange drink. I don't get it. I think gin tastes like feet and Christmas trees. (laughs) What? What is that? Not that I've ever tasted a Christmas tree, but it's what I imagine a Christmas tree would taste like. Okay. By the way, we also ran out of tequila, if you recall. You told us we're out of gin and tequila, and we said, refill the gin. Leave the tequila. Let's pass on more tequila for our friends. Oh, I actually don't remember that. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Friends are tequila. Yeah. Were they doing shots? They had enough tequila. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you guys doing shots? I don't do tequila shots because I have in the past. And you know you know what they call tequila? Tequila. Oh. And it nearly I did once. I have never heard of that. <laughs> tequila is my sworn enemy. Yeah, me too. We are in a huge fight since I was 19 years mm-hmm. old when it made me fight a tree. And the tree knocked me out. Weird. I'm surprised that the fight ended with that result. <laughs> <laughs> so I hardly drink tequila, except when I'm in Mexico. But everything is better in Mexico. Exactly. Right? Tequila sunrise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, what happened at the end of the night? Because I, I was gone at this point. But I remember you were telling me about this afterwards. Well, I was really tired. So I ghosted my own wedding. You ghosted your own wedding. What does that mean? You left? I left. And I didn't really say goodbye to very many people. <laughs> So I kind of had a runaway bride situation on my hands, but (laughs) luckily we're already married. So I was just, you know, go do your own thing. It's fine. What? So what? What? I was so tired. I I didn't sleep very much the night before. Um, Just like excitement and nerves. And I was sleeping over in a hotel room in our like hotel suite the night before. And you know, you never sleep as well in the different place. And so I had these old like Xanax and I was like, I'm going to pop Xanax. It's going to help me sleep. And it wasn't working. It wasn't oh. working. So then I was like, should I like take a sleeping pill to help me sleep? But I was like, you shouldn't double up. That's not wise. Turned out the Xanax was long since it expired, so it didn't work. Long story short, I didn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big day. Oh, my God. By the time like 11 p.m. rolled around, I was like a dead woman walking. I was so tired. And I was just like, I asked like a few people. I was like, can I leave? And they were like, 
sure it's your it's your day and so I did. I told like Jeff and my mom and I think. Oh, so you said bye to Jeff. I said bye to Jeff and my mom and I think like maybe a couple of my bridesmaids and then I was just like peaced out. I just just like snuck out of there. Like Where'd sneak you go? Sneak. I went home. I took a whole bunch of bobby pins out of my hair, unzipped my dress, which was difficult to do, <laughs> unassisted. And I just crawled into bed. And you were okay that Jeff stayed behind? Oh yeah. I was happy he stayed behind. He took care of it. He like took care of the rest of the party, you know? And how long was it until you came home? It was a couple of hours. So you were having a good time. It uh, wasn't that I was having a good time. It's that I was doing uh, a lot of the, the teardown. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep in mind, we did have all of our own booze and things like that right. to, to tear down. So that was fun. I had some help. I had great friends, except for that one that was passed out on the couch. But I won't name him. What a jerk. Yeah. I, I, I just think this is so hilarious. I love that you left your wedding so early and just was like, peace out, y'all. I'm out of here. I stayed for like all of the main events. Yeah. I did a lot of dancing. So you did enjoy yourself. You had a good time. so much fun. I enjoyed myself to the point of exhaustion and then it was, I think, close to midnight when I was like, no more. No bueno. Gotta get some sleep. No bueno. (laughs) What was... (laughs) Is there anything that you would change about your wedding if you were to do it over again? No, I don't think so. Jeff? More greenery on the... Let's let's hang some rocks from that garland and really test the limits. Let's see what it's gonna, what's going to happen. <laughs> would you have changed anything? I don't know that I would change anything. You know, I, nothing really went wrong. Oh, Vivian, what would you we, change? We heard some interesting events happen after the fact, but we had no idea at the time. So, Like what? Some, some drama with some guests. Oh. Guest drama. All that tequila. You never know what's going to happen. There, there was know. a breakup at our wedding. Really? Yeah. That's inappropriate. It happened. It's for the best. Wow. And they're they're dunsky, they're, not getting back together? They're dunsky. No client for me? Well, no, not f- with that particular couple, but <laughs> maybe with in their new ventures, perhaps. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you guys so much for doing this with me. It was It's always so much fun to revisit weddings, but your wedding was awesome. And I'm so glad we got to talk about it again. Was it fun for you after all of these years? Yeah. <laughs> One and nice a half. to reminisce. And uh, it's always nice to talk about our wedding. It was a great day. It was a great day. And yeah. it was great to see you too. You too. Thank it you was. for doing this. Thanks course, for having anytime. us. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and also follow me on Instagram at Trevence planner and at wedding confessions.